Man, was that good worship this morning? I'll tell you, that, uh, that song, Let Heaven Come. Man. It's a, it's a, it's a powerful statement. What this is for. <laughs> I don't need a red bow this morning. Um, it's such a powerful statement because it is, it's, when you say let heaven come, a lot of times, I don't know if we know, understand that, but, and I'm going to talk actually a little bit about it today, but it's, this is the Holy Spirit. When we say let heaven come, we're actually inviting the Holy Spirit to come down to earth, and, and basically it's a clash of two worlds. It's a clash of a world system, and it's a clash of the kingdom of God. And so it's such a, such a powerful statement when we say let, king, let, let heaven come. And it's what Jesus actually told us to say. Uh, he told us to pray on earth as it is in heaven. All right. Well, let's, let's get into the word here. You guys all have your Bibles, right? The, the iPhone doesn't count. You know that, right? <laughs> See a lot of iPhones coming out. Problem is, I don't know if you're actually reading the Bible or just texting or going through Facebook. <laughs> If you have the Bible, then I know you're not doing any Facebook. <laughs> um, I, I would just say, I just want to, I've talked about this before, but I would just encourage you, um, like, just bring your Bibles. It's such a, it, there's something about, like, being just able to open the Word. I mean, writing, writing, you know, taking notes, circling things, and, and knowing where the Scripture is. You can't really do that very well in the, in the iPads although and iPhones, although, I know they're getting better in their apps, so pretty soon you'll be able to do that. I think uh, Bill Johnson was saying that uh, he wants to get an app where, where you can actually hear the pages turning as you're, as you're doing the app. So that would be good, because then at least you'd hear the pages turning in the Bible. All right, well, let's dig in. Um, so the title of this message is Strength Through the Spirit. And uh, I actually had a, a difficult time with this one. I think it just felt kind of attacked by the enemy the entire time, just going through and preparing things, and like a lot of almost like on clarity on how to pre- how to share this. And um, anyway, so I'm just going to believe the Holy Spirit is going to do it in and through me because that's what He does. So it's it's going to be good because it's Him, not because it's me. Uh, so here we go. Uh, we first of all, I just want we're gonna just make a statement here that we are all at a different place in our journey and our understanding of, of the Holy Spirit, who the Holy Spirit is, right? I don't think, and, and I can say none of us, including me, including Pastor JR, none of us have it figured out. So as I get up here and talk to you and share with you uh, what I believe the Holy Spirit has downloaded to me, there's still, there's still a lot out there that, that I do not understand. And if anyone says they fully understand it, I would not listen to them. <laughs> uh, John 4.24 says, God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship him in spirit and truth. And, uh, and in the Greek, when you look up the Greek words, and I'm not going to get into the Greek or anything, but I just want to, when you dig into the, what that actually means, it's, it's his worshipers worship him in wind, breath, and spirit, and in the divine truth revealed to man. 
that's who we are and that's who we're to be. And that only happens through the Holy Spirit. My desire for you guys is to not only see us uh, come to know Christ, uh, get healed, uh, get restored, um, but also begin to operate fully in the giftings and the callings that God has put on our life. That's, that's my heart for you guys. Um, it's great that we do get restored. It's great that we come to know Christ. Obviously, that is, that is foremost the most important thing, that we spend eternity uh, with, with the Father, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit in heaven. But there's so much more to life here on this earth. And so as, as I talk through this, this is the real purpose of where I'm going, is that, that, that I want us to live in the fullness of life on this earth. The focus of our church is not about growing a bigger church. I see there's a lot of people here at the 9 o'clock. I'm guessing that's because there's a football game, and, <laughs> and <they'll> be, <laughs> this place will be probably empty in the 11 o'clock. Um, but, uh, but we're not about growing a bigger church. What we are about is growing bigger people. We're, we're about growing people uh, to have ultimately an impact that will change lives and transform cities. That's, that's who we're called to be. And so this, and this is what God has put in each one of us. And it's what the enemy has lied to us and lied to us and lied to us. And a lot of it we actually, uh, we actually accept. We, we come into an agreement with that. But we're going to break that this morning. We have some action steps. I don't know if you've seen our website lately, but... We have some new action steps that, uh, that really defined where we are going as a church. And I think there they are. Um, so there's four steps. It's get in, get healthy, get strong, and get going. And, um, and I just want to, this was the definition of action steps. I thought it was a, a great definition. So yeah, I understand. It says action steps are the most important components of, of the project, of a project. Um, the oxygen for keeping projects alive. No action steps, no action, no results. The actual outcome of any idea is dependent upon the action steps that are captured and then completed. And so these four steps that we're talking about a lot, we've done a great job, in, uh, I believe, over the years of, of getting in and getting healthy. And even we've, we've hit the, the getting strong part. And so, but I think a lot of times what we do is we hover between the the get in, maybe up to the get strong, and then we're like, eh, let's go back to the get healthy, and we kind of hover in that area, but, um, but not necessarily going out to the, uh, to the last one there, and that's get going. And so I want to encourage us today, uh, as, we, as we just really hear from the Holy Spirit, I, and that's my prayer, is that you really hear from the Holy Spirit this morning in this is that, that we really begin to walk into, this, into these final two steps, into the getting strong and we need to get strong. Uh, and then we need to move into the things that God's called us to move into. And they kind of go simultaneously. I mean, you move and you get strong at the same time. Uh, I do want to clarify, this doesn't mean that we need to do more for God. And a lot of times we think, oh, we got to get going. Like, I got to do more. I got to start doing more for God. That's not what this means at all. What it means is we need to begin or we need to walk closer in step with the Holy Spirit. When we walk in step with the Holy Spirit, 
That's how we get going. And, and so there's a big difference between like, like all the, the I've got to get this done and God wants me to do this and God, God doesn't want you to do anything. What he wants you to do is he wants you to submit to the Holy Spirit. Totally and completely. Bless you. <laughs> uh, A lot of times we'll try to operate in our own understanding and, and our own wisdom, and we'll say, okay, this is, I've got a great plan, God, uh, and this is what I want to do. And, um, and it's, a, it's probably a really good plan. It might be serving the poor. It might be going, and, uh, going into the mission field. Um, but when it's not in step with the Holy Spirit, there's a good chance you're going to fall flat on your face. And then you're going to wonder, God, why? Like, I'm doing good things for you. Why is this happening? And it goes back to God, God does not want us to do things for him. He wants us to do things with him in cooperation with him as we walk in the Holy Spirit. And so this, as I talk about this today, I think you're going to get a better understanding of how to walk in step with the Holy Spirit. Um, when Jesus left the earth, when you read in the, in the Gospels, and, and he's going to the Father, and he talks to his disciples, he does not say, okay, guys, I'm going to the Father, so here's what I want you to do. I've taught you everything you need to know, so now I want you to go and just and get it all done because you have everything you need. No, what does he say? He says, I want you to wait. I want you to tarry until the Holy Spirit has come upon you. He says this, wait for the gift my Father promised which you have heard me speak about. Then he says, you will receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And then at that point, that's when you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. But there's that waiting point of allowing the Holy Spirit to come. We wa- he, they walked in step with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came. There was the day of Pentecost. And then they began to operate. So it's, it's, a, it's a key point there because it's a major shift sometimes in, in our understanding of the Holy Spirit because a lot of times we think we're just going to go after the things that God, God's going to bless it and we're moving forward. And that's not what he wants us to do. He wants us to wait. And when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, then we begin to operate. And then we operate in power. And a lot of times the church has learned how to operate without the power. They've learned how to move forward, but they're not operating in power. And then things just begin to die. And you see there's, there's really, at the end of the day, there's not much fruit that comes forth from that. Uh, all right. I'm way off on my notes, so I don't know. I'm just kind of going here. Uh, let me show you a video real quick. Uh, this, is, uh, this was not a, uh, something I was planning to show. And so forgive the, uh, the guy who took the video because it's a little little off, but um, I took this of my, uh, at the time, my four-year-old daughter, Aaliyah, um, as she was just waking up one morning. Uh, But I want you to see something here uh, that is, it's so important for all of us to grasp this concept that I think what happens in our lives is we, we we get these filters and we put up these guards and we, one, we don't understand how to receive the Father's love. We think there's always conditions that, that go with it because that's what we've grown up with as we've gotten older. We realize 
that, oh my gosh, even for my parents to, to accept me and to be happy with me, I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And so, so we take that on when we try, try to understand the Father and we try to understand the Father's love for us, the gifts that he has for us, who he is. And so anyway, let me show this to you because I think it, what it does is it puts in perspective just our childlike faith that we're supposed to have um, when, we, when we go to the Father. So if, if Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Can do you know what? Do you know what I'm gonna tell you? Yeah, you love me. What? What am I gonna tell you? You love me. Now, how do you know these things? Yeah, I just do. How do you know? I do. How do you know that I love you? I just do. You just know? Yeah. How how do you know that when I'm gonna tell you that you already know it? I just have to know that. You're not supposed to know these things. <laughs> okay, guess what else? Uh, you like sniper me. How did you know that? <laughs> How did you know that? Uh, I don't know. Oh, you just know these things? Yep. Huh? Yep. I get a kiss. I'm both kiss. Oh, I know another one. You're gonna give me a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready? So that was just early. I think it was Saturday morning, and I just came in with the camera and thought I'd just video her. And she, every time I always talk to her, and I'm always like. Aaliyah, do you know what? She's like, yes, you love me. So that's kind of the, the thing we have. But, but there's something about that. Um, you know, even in, in Matthew 18, it says, I tell you the truth, unless you change and become like little children, you will, you will never enter the kingdom of God. And what he's saying there is that we need to become childlike. Not in the sense like immature, but in the sense of, of understanding who the Father is and receiving the Father's love. And if we can't do it, if we can't become like children again in that, we're going to miss out on the kingdom of God. We're going to miss out on the Holy Spirit. We're going to miss out on all the gifts that God has. And I want to clarify, when I talk about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is not saying that's your salvation. There's a difference between the kingdom of God and salvation. And a lot of times that gets uh, misunderstood, that when they say, uh, you will not enter the kingdom of God, that means you will not go to heaven. That's not what that's saying. The kingdom of God is actually uh, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. It's what we receive, and then we're empowered to move forward with. Uh, so this morning, I'm going to just ask you guys to become like children again. Not, not in the sense of immaturity, uh, but, uh, but that we really do have that childlike faith this morning, and that we, we just put our guards down and allow the Holy Spirit to move uh, and, and just to operate, to, to speak to our hearts and whatever it is that he has, that uh, we'd be willing to receive it. So let's pray, and then I'm going to keep going. But, uh, so Father, right now we just, we just invite heaven to come. We invite heaven to come into this place. Lord, I pray that we would turn our affection towards you that we would turn our affection towards the Holy Spirit. 
even now, Lord, as our eyes are closed, that we would truly just begin to turn our affection towards you. God, our desire is to know you. Our desire is to walk with you, to experience you. Lord, I pray that we would, that the, the barriers that have been created, the filters that have been created, that they would be torn down at this point. Father, that we would truly understand the love of you as a father, as our heavenly daddy. Lord, that you would invade our lives with your love. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Well, I'm going to move quickly here because I believe there's something that that God wants me to do at the end. So I'm going to, I've got a few points. And the first one is the relevance of the Holy Spirit today. I'm just going to talk through a few things. So just, you kind of get the basic, the understanding of this. Uh, And so anyway, here we go. So it's important to understand that that Jesus did not actually perform any miracles uh, until he was 30 years old uh, and he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, if you go to Luke, I think it's in Luke 3, verses 21 and 22, it says, As he was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And, and, and that's in Luke. And Matthew and Mark, it says basically, as he ascended out of the water. Uh, and in Mark, it even says the, the heavens were torn open, and the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove. And it was at that point, it goes on to say, it says, and Jesus himself was about 30 when he began his ministry. This is when he began his ministry. And so it wasn't actually until he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, he grew in stature. He grew in wisdom. uh, He grew in favor with God and with men. uh, But he didn't actually operate uh, bringing heaven down to earth until he received that, uh, that Holy Spirit. And then in Luke 4, 1, it says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, he, then he went out. And the, and the first thing that happened was actually he went and, uh, and the Holy Spirit took him into the wilderness, which is kind of crazy. And you go, wait a minute, Jesus was just baptized. He's got the Holy Spirit. Like, shouldn't he just go out and start just, like, healing the sick, raising the dead? And he goes out for 40 days, and he's tempted by the enemy. And I think there's an important point here I just want to make, and then I'll move on. But a lot of times in our lives, uh, we, have a, we have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. We have something that, like, uh, where there's a breakthrough, and we go, man, that was it. Like, I've got it now. I'm moving forward. And then, like, the next week, we have everything that could possibly come against us come against us. You guys ever experience that? Just a few of you. <laughs> If you haven't, you will. So, so get ready. But, but there is something to that that I just think we have to be aware of that um, as we receive these encounters of the Holy Spirit, as we receive that empowering of the Holy Spirit, the enemy is going to come against that. And so we have to be aware of that as well. And not, so, so it's not like, man, this is awesome. I've got the power of the Holy Spirit. The next day you walk out and bam, you hit a wall. And you go, well, I totally missed it. Oh, that wasn't the Holy Spirit. <laughs> uh, that was the Holy Spirit. That is the Holy Spirit. And this is a time uh, where, where really you're, what you need to do is you just need to dig in 
You need to just get your roots and you just need to, uh, to get with the Father. Uh, you need to strengthen yourself in the Lord. And I'm going to show you how to do that as well. Uh, but, uh, and then after Jesus did this, he went through the 40 days. Then he walked out with power. And it says in Luke, he says he walked out with the power of the Holy Spirit. So he walked, he came in full of the Holy Spirit and he walked out with the power of the Holy Spirit. And from that point on, he, he healed the sick, he raised the dead, he cast out demons. Uh, and, and he spoke about the kingdom of God. And he explained what the kingdom of God was. Uh, in John 14, 16, and 17, I'm not sure if I have this. I think I do. Yep, there it is. It says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. You guys know who the advocate is. That's the Holy Spirit. To help you and to be with you. This is a key point right here. How long is he going to be with us? Yeah, a lot of times people think the Holy Spirit uh, like it was for that time only. Uh, the Holy Spirit was not for that time. The Holy Spirit is for here and now. This is how we walk in the kingdom of God as we move forward. So then it goes on to say the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But, but you know him. And then this is another key point, and I underline this. It says, for he lives with you. And then this is what he's foretelling. And he will be in you. And that's such a key point right there, that he will be in us. And, and this was before the Holy Spirit came. This was before he left and went to the Father and the Holy Spirit came. So once that happened, now we have the Holy Spirit residing on the inside of us. Uh, in Romans fourteen seventeen, it says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. When you understand that, with the, whole, the, the kingdom of God is actually these things in the Holy Spirit. That is what the kingdom of God is. When we operate in the power of the Holy Spirit, we actually we bring down the kingdom of God to earth. John 14, 26 says, But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. This is a pretty great guy. You guys awake? Okay. <laughs> okay. It's pretty quiet out there. Uh, I'm going to read one more here. Acts 2.38, and I think I do have this one up here. I, mean, I know I'm kind of flying through this, but I need to. Acts 2.38, this is Peter. He says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift. Note that's a gift of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and then the important part is how do we know this is for today? Look at the second part here, verse 39. It says, the promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off. That's the part, that's for us today. That's, the, that's a key part of this. And for all whom the Lord our God will call. Okay? So this is understanding just the relevance of the Holy Spirit for today. I'm going to jump into the second part here. And this is that we carry the power of the Holy Spirit. And the first thing you need to understand in this part, and a lot of you may, may understand this already, but I'm going to just reiterate the point, is that, uh, that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. 
A lot of times we know that up here, but we don't really get it right here that we really are the temple of the Holy Spirit and that the, the Holy Spirit actually resides on the inside of us. I think that I have the scripture verse up there. Yeah, 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Do you not know that you are God's temple and that the Holy Spirit lives in you? Pretty clear. I don't know if I need to say any more on that. Um, Ephesians 1.17 Got another one here. This is a long one, but an important one. Uh, it says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. This is the Holy Spirit, giving you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. When he says the eyes of your heart, the heart isn't, isn't this heart up here. It's actually your, your center being. It's who you are. It's your spirit, man. And so when it says, I pray that the eyes of your, your spirit, in a sense, may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people or in the saints. And then he explains, and his incomparably great power for those who believe. And then he explains what the power is. And this is a pretty amazing power. It says, that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand of, in, in heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. This is the power that we have on the inside of us. It's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. We should be like screaming, shouting. <laughs> we need to like stand up and like jump up and down. You realize, you guys know how great this is? Okay. So now I want to just, now I'm going to go on to the third point. And this is walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. So now we understand that we have this power, that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, that, uh, that the Holy Spirit resides on the inside of us. But how do we actually walk this out? And it would seem very simple, um, and it actually is very simple. The problem is it's not very easy. Uh, there's only really one person that's done it right, and that's Jesus. Because here's the problem. We have a sinful nature. And although in Romans it talks about we are no longer controlled by our sinful nature, unfortunately, we still fight with that sinful nature. We still fight with our flesh on a constant basis. It's a, it's a constant battle. But the good thing is we are no longer controlled by it. And that's, that's important to know. Uh, Jesus was able to live a life in complete submission to the Father and to the Holy Spirit. And I would say that if we were able to do the same, if we were able to completely submit to the Father and the Holy Spirit, we would walk the same life. We'd be able to walk the same life that Jesus did on this earth today, when he walked on this earth. We would be able to do this today. But there's a battle that we fight. In Galatians 5, 16, it says, So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. 
And so what we have here is we have these two, it's a cosmic battle basically between these two entities. It's, it's the, uh, the kingdom on earth and it's the kingdom of heaven. And it's two kingdoms that begin to clash. When we submit to our selfish nature, when we submit or to, the, uh, to the sinful nature, or to, our, to our self, uh, what we are doing is we're actually giving authority to the enemy. We have all authority. We've already been given all authority. But when we submit to our sinful nature, when we submit to these things, and, and here's, the, here's the deal. The battle, and this is important to understand, the battle is all right here. This is where the battle is. The battle is in the mind. And when, if we can win the battle in the mind, we win the battle because now we begin to submit to the Holy Spirit. In Romans 8, 5, and 6, it says, those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what, the, on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind of sinful man, or the mind set on the flesh, is death. But the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. So how do we submit? How do we submit to the Spirit? We have to continually, we have to renew our mind. And when we do this, it actually transforms us into the Father's likeness. But this is where the battle is. The battle is completely in our minds. Whoever controls the mind controls us. If the Holy Spirit controls the mind, then we, in, we operate in and through the Holy Spirit. When our, when our flesh controls the mind, then we operate through our sinful nature. It's two different kingdoms that we have, that we have a, a choice of which way to operate in. And again, we have all authority. We have the power to walk with the Holy Spirit and to, and to, to basically kill that selfish or that, uh, that sinful man. Uh, but that still means we have to do it. There's still an action that has to take place in that. Does that make sense? Romans 12.2 says, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Again, the battle is in the mind. So here's what I want to do. I want to bring up, I've got, uh, if I could bring up Caitlin and, uh, is, and Clayton Herring, there he is, and Alan Hunt. I want to talk to you about something real quick. Um, and we talked a little bit about it last week. And this is, you guys can come up, come on up. Uh, this is, uh, there's a prayer language that God has, has given us. Um, and uh, we have the choice of whether we want to use it or not. It's not a must. We don't have to. And a lot of times uh, what we've done is, and I, when you think about it, of course the enemy is going to use any uh, avenue he can to basically shut this down, to, to make this seem like it's something wild, something crazy. But when we begin to understand that this, is, this prayer language, what it is, is it allows us to, uh, we shut our mind down and we, be, our, our mind down, and we actually begin to pray through our spirit directly and communicate to, from the Holy Spirit to the Heavenly Father. Because the, the Holy Spirit understands the deep thoughts of God. 
And so it is such an awesome thing that we have the ability to do. And it's something I use all the time. And it edifies me. It lifts me up. It raises my spirit, man. And it shuts down my mind when my mind begins to operate. When we have, this is the battle. The battle's in the mind. And so this is a tool that the Holy Spirit has given us to allow us to operate uh, in and through the Holy Spirit so that we can, we can fight that battle much more easier than if, if, we're, if we're trying to think through this and process this in our head. So I want to, first of all, t- start. This is my, my daughter, Caitlin, and uh, she's 10 years old. And, and the cool thing is this is how God works. Just over the past few weeks or that's maybe a month or so, um, there's just been a number of people uh, that have received, the, and you call it the, the gift of tongues, you call it a prayer language, whatever it is, uh, but basically this ability to communicate directly with the Father. And so um, I'm going to first of all just let my, my daughter explain what happened and, just, and, and the power of it. Uh, but there was a, a night, uh, maybe about a month ago, that I came down into her room, and, and I pray for the kids every night. And so came into her room, and she just said, she goes, Dad, I'm really just, I'm struggling right now with school. I just, I have a lot of worries in my head. I'm, uh, you know, I, I don't know why, because there's nothing going on, but I'm just, I'm in fear. And, and so I asked her, I was like, well, and I didn't know. This is, sorry, but this is sometimes not a good father. But I'm like, well, do you have, a, do you have your prayer language? And uh, she goes, No. And so anyway, I talked through this with her. I explained this to her. And then uh, and we just prayed together, and she, she actually received her prayer language. And so I'm going to just let her uh, explain just, like, how that impacted you. So do you want to take this? And <laughs> So what was, what was the, what happened when you began to, to pray uh, in, your, in a prayer language to the Father? When I started to pray in tongues, it, like, everything in my mind, like, my mind just stopped working right then, sort of. So, you don't really think about anything, but, I don't know, like, everything, all the worries and everything, they just disappear. Yeah, and so what did, what did mom say? Because right after that, uh, my wife, Christy, came down and said goodnight to Caitlin, and, and you told her. What did you tell her? She came down, and she's asked me how I liked it and how I thought about it. And I said, it's like getting an early Christmas present. (laughs) And and so do you still pray in tongues now? Do you still pray in the spirit? Mm -hmm. How often? You don't have to like... Every day. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Okay. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, sweetheart. All right. This is Clayton. He's actually a, uh, a neighbor of mine. And, um, and God's been doing some amazing things in his life just over the past, uh, I don't know, a few months here. And so he actually came to me and said, man, I just want more of the Holy Spirit. I want more of, of God. I want whatever it is. And, and uh, there's a point I, we were talking, and I just asked him, I'm like, well, have you received your prayer language? And he's like, no, but I want to. And so tell me, tell me, just talk about, what happened and okay. the impact? Yeah, first of all, it's not fair to follow anything that cute. <laughs> Good job. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I, I started getting more and more into uh, scripture and the Holy Spirit and trying to figure out, 
exactly where this played into my life. And first of all, I realized that after just being saved and, you know, saying that he's my savior, that there's more. And that was amazing. I'm like, there's more to this that I want it. Let's do this right now. And so I told Mike, I said, Hey, I want, I want to know more. I want to know more about the Holy spirit. And he said, you know, you don't need the Holy spirit to come into you. You already have him. You're, I'm going to pray for you to get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then we started talking about getting a prayer language. And I think the, you know, the first, the biggest thing that I want to share about receiving this prayer language is there are amazing stories out there of people being overcome with tons and doing amazing things and, you know, just having this amazing experience. But that wasn't my experience. I told Mike that I wanted to receive it. And we had some work to do. So Mike prayed over me a couple times. Uh, and then one day I came down to the front and, and prayed with Mike. And he just he started praying over me. And I, I, he said, you just got to let go. You got to shut down your mind and let it take over you. And that's what I did. And I started receiving my prayer language right there. And I think when I was talking to you yesterday, I said, you know, I don't want people to think that this is something that just magically happens to everybody. Uh, it was something I had to work on, and I kind of felt like a fraud at first. And Mike and I talked about that, and he said, well, who wants you to feel like a fraud? It's not God, right? <laughs> it's the enemy. And so I, I just kept praying and praying and praying in that prayer language, and now it's, it's comfortable. It's something I do every single day. It's my direct line to God. And... Um, Man, it just feels so good. I mean, I can't tell you what's happened in my life in the last six months. Uh, Mike knows a lot about it, but everything from uh, relationships to work to uh, just feeling just feeling so accepted by him and having that direct line to him has been so important in my life. So, Awesome. Thanks, man. Love you, too. Yeah, this is, you just, we just have to understand, like, this is not something that's, like, out there. It's something for everyone, and it's a simple thing. But there's this, there's this point, I think, of which, you know, he talked about it, where, like, we be, feels like a kind of a fraud. Because you actually, there's a, there's a step. It's almost like a step of faith it's a, it's a, and where you actually have to begin to, to speak out. And as you speak out, at first it might sound weird. You're, you're thinking about it in your head, but you're not speaking from your mind. You're actually speaking from right here, from your heart. And as you begin to speak from here, as you begin to just pray, cry out, and it's actually, mo it's like a moaning and groaning in the spirit almost, which becomes not words that we would actually understand, uh, but it is so powerful to, for what it does. And so I'm going to let uh, Pastor Allen, this is Pastor Allen, who is our, uh, our missions pastor, and, uh, and we had a really amazing uh, situation happen. This was actually right after a Discover the Rock, uh, the last Discover the Rock we had in, in November, right? That's right, real recent. Uh, I grew up in a, a small denomination down in Texas that never spoke about praying in tongues. It just wasn't talked about. So it wasn't in my background. My last 12 years down in Texas, I was in a church that acknowledged the gift of praying in tongues, but they didn't encourage it. So I come here to The Rock four years ago, and I start hearing about praying in tongues, and then I start to hear some people praying in tongues, and I was very receptive. I, I just, I really wanted it and desired it. Told my wife, Andre, that she already had that gift of praying in tongues 
doesn't do it very often, but I was receptive to the gift of praying in tongues. So long story short, three weeks ago at Discover the Rock class, it was towards the end of the class, and I was hanging around. I wanted to talk to Mike about something about missions. And I walked up, and he and Pastor Ray were just finishing a conversation, and they were talking about being in the Spirit. And I just kind of blurted out. I said, please pray for me that I get my, my prayer language. And Mike looked at me, and he says, you don't have your prayer language? I said, no. <laughs> and he wasn't saying, like, pray right now. He was like, just, just pray for me that I'll, that I'll receive it at some point. And I'd even sat through JR's training at the DTC and had even gone through an exercise with him, and it just, it just didn't happen. And so Mike says, come here. So he and Ray take me over into a corner of the, the big multipurpose room over there, and uh, Mike and Ray just start praying over me in tongues. I said, we're just going to pray over you in tongues. And they both got their arms on me and everything. And I'm just ready to receive. Didn't realize that that was going to be the moment. But it happened. And all of a sudden, after Mike punched me in the stomach about three times and says, <laughs> it comes from here. Get out of your head. And I'm one of those analytical thinkers that struggles with the concept. Because, it, you know, my mind keeps take, trying to take over. Which I understand as well. Because being an engineer, we've got similar minds. So I know exactly what he was thinking. But it finally happened, and praise the Lord, I wasn't praying in tongues. I was shouting in tongues. <laughs> Thanks, brother. And you, you said something that was really cool. You said, uh, yeah. You said yeah. Just. It, was, it was like, just like Caitlin said, it was like a gift, like a Christmas present. For me, it was a present that I had been missing out on for the last 60 years. And suddenly I had it. Yeah. So I know we're running a little bit over here, but I, I want to give the Holy Spirit just this, this opportunity. I want to give you this opportunity. Uh, if you have not received it, could I, I don't know if you, is the worship team here? If we could just get, even just get some just music. But, um, if I, I don't want you guys to leave here without the opportunity to just receive this free gift. And it's just, it's not something you have to have. It's not going to be, it's not your salvation. It has nothing to do with that. But as we walk on this earth and we battle in our mind and we, we fight this, this battle in our mind of submitting to the Holy Spirit, of submitting to our Father versus, versus the, what the enemy wants, uh, this is a great tool, which basically just shuts down the enemy. It shuts down the mind and allows us to operate in, because we now commune directly with the Holy Spirit. Uh, there's a great, I'm just going to read this real quick. Bill Johnson says it this way, and I think he says it so well. When we speak in tongues, we are using our voices to give utterance to the expressions of our spirits as they commune with the Holy Spirit. This is powerful because our spirits pray in perfect agreement with God because they speak from the new nature we received when we were born again. By engaging our soul along with our physical body in what our spirits are saying, we become more, complete, become more completely into agreement with the Holy Spirit. So I want to give you guys an opportunity. I know, I mean, you know, 
one of our pastors, uh, he just received the, this ability to just, uh, to just speak in tongues, to commune with the, with the Father. Uh, I don't want you guys to leave here without that opportunity. And more importantly, if there's someone in this room that has never accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, first and foremost, man, uh, I want to give you that opportunity as well just to receive, uh, and it's such a simple thing, such a simple thing as we just say, Jesus, you are my Lord and Savior. I believe in you. I put, my, I put everything in you. I put my hope, my trust in you. So here's what I, wanted, I want you to do. If, if you have never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I'm going to ask you to come down. And if you have never received your prayer language, and you'd like to receive your prayer language, I'm going to ask you to come down as well. And I'm, we're just going to pray over you. And I believe this morning you will receive your prayer language. It's so simple. And yet our minds, our minds say, well, what do I have to do to receive this? I've talked to so many people lately that say, well, I want, to, I want this, but I know I get, like, there's this whole process I feel like I have to go through in order to get it, or, or I'm never going to actually get to that point where I can receive this. It's a free gift. This goes back to that video where my little daughter, she's like, you love me, you're going to snuggle me, and you're going to give me kisses. This is our Heavenly Father. He's going to love us, He's going to snuggle us, and He's going to give us kisses. And this is one of His kisses. Just to, It's a blessing. It's a, it's a free gift. So let's all stand up if we can. And I'm just going to pray. And then if, if you want to receive the Holy Spirit, the, just the, the gift of, of praying in your prayer language to the Father, if you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or if you need any healing, I'm going to ask you to come down. So Father, right now, we thank you that you are such an amazing Father. That first of all, you sent your Son to die on a cross. But then the Son went to be with you at the right hand. And then you sent your Holy Spirit. And a lot of times we forget that, that we still have, we have the Holy Spirit. After the Son left, after Jesus left to be with the, the Father's right hand, we now have the Holy Spirit inside of us as we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for all the gifts. And Lord, we thank you for the ability to commune directly with you from our, our new nature to you, Heavenly Father, through the Holy Spirit. And so, Lord, we just invite you right now just to come into this place. Lord, I pray that you would empower each one of us, Lord, to walk in your fullness, that we would submit to you completely and totally, that we would die to the sinful man on a daily basis, that we would take into captivity the thoughts that, that go into our mind, we would immediately take those captive. We would renew our mind on a daily basis as we look to you. Father, thank you for this. So Holy Spirit, we ask that you would come now. In Jesus' name. So I just want to invite you, if this, if don't walk out without the, just the opportunity to receive this, this gift.
So you can just come down now. And I know there's this battle of, well, I don't think I need to receive it. I, I'm fine without it. You may be fine without it, but I guarantee you'll be so much better with it. You heard Caitlin and, and Clayton and Alan just explain how amazing this opportunity is. So don't leave here without receiving this. It's an awesome gift. I know there's so many people out there that, that have not received this. I mean, there's a lot of people. So don't feel like you're the, you're the minority coming down. I think most people do not have a full understanding. And you don't have to have a full understanding in order to receive this. That's how good the Father is. You don't have to completely get it in order to say, okay, I'm going to receive this gift. So I'm going to invite you down one more time, and then uh, I'm going to release the rest of you. I just, uh, if you could have the ministry teams come up as well. So Father, just invade all of our lives this morning. Lord, have your way. Lord, I pray for an empowerment of the Holy Spirit wherever we go, whatever we do, whatever we say. Lord, that we would bring heaven to earth not just on Sunday, but on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, in our lives. Lord, where we work, where we live, where we play, in everything that we do. We thank you, Father, for who you are. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Love you guys.